Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the second episode of the Better Leader Podcast. My name is Logan Counts. Glad you're joining us today. And today we are going to be talking about the art of hospitality. And so when it comes to leadership, one of the attributes you might not think of about a strong leader is someone who is hospitable. But I'm here to tell you, leaders who demonstrate a high level of hospitality, people who are high hospitality quotient people, get more done and are more effective. So if you want to set yourself apart as a leader, you want to be a leader who leads with hospitality. And so I want to start today by asking two questions. And the first question is this, is who is the most hospitable person that you know? Who is the most hospitable person that you know? Who comes to your mind? And the second question I want to ask you is this, is can you think of a time when you just had a high hospitality experience, either at a business, an organization, or with a group of people? So can you think of a time you've had a high hospitality experience? And I want you to think about how does that person make you feel, and how did that experience make you feel? And I want to share some personal experiences with you. One of the most hospitable people that I know, because I can't narrow it down to just uh, one, or that's a hard thing. I work with so many hospitable people on a regular basis. People have demonstrated this and taught me this so well. But one of the people that I know that demonstrates such a high hospitality quotient, such a high level of hospitality is my friend John Elmore. And now John Elmore is a man who I met through some ministry work, but John Elmore is one of the best, if not the best communicator I've ever been around. He has the ability to speak with passion uh, and is just one of the best public speakers that I've been around. But that's not my favorite thing about John. I enjoy his speaking and his communication, but my favorite thing about John is how hospitable he is. He's warm, he's friendly, he's caring, and I first noticed this when John came and spoke at a conference for our organization, and uh, he's our guest, right? He is a guest speaker for us, and we're supposed to be hosting him well, and we did our best to do that, but what I noticed about John in a place that he had never even been before is that he was hosting other people and making them feel welcome and wanted. And as I looked back at my texts after this event that we had John at, I looked at one of my texts and he had actually reached out to me the day after our event finished. And he was like, hey, Logan, how are you feeling? How are you doing today? Are you tired? Did you get some rest? And I thought, man, this guy was a guest at our organization, at our conference, but here he is hosting me. And because he's a high hospitality leader, he's a better leader in every other area. He's a better speaker and communicator because he's hospitable and he cares about people. And that's who we should all strive to be like in our leadership. I want to tell you too about a time where I've had a high hospitality experience. It's actually at a local restaurant for me. Uh, This chain of restaurants or this uh, restaurants that were owned by the same parent company, I knew that they had this Chipotle ketchup that I loved. Uh, Shout out to any uh, ketchup lovers out there. But I was like, man, I would love to have this Chipotle ketchup with my fries. I asked our waiter, I was like, hey, do you all have any of that? He tells me, me. He goes to the back, checks. They don't have any. But he comes back, and what he had actually done, he took sriracha, mixed it with his ketchup, and he actually made me my own chipotle ketchup right there in-house. And I thought, wow, this guy, I'm just an average Joe customer, right? He has no reason to go above and beyond for me. But he went above and beyond, and I remember that experience because he went the extra mile and demonstrated a high level of hospitality. And what that's done for me is it's made me a fan of that restaurant. It's made me a fan of that restaurant. It's one of my favorite places. Why? Because they have a high level of hospitality. And so I want you to think about this. Have you ever asked yourself the question, 
Why is hospitality so rare? In our world today, why is that so rare? And the truth is, is you talk to people, you talk to leaders, you talk to whoever it may be, there's people out there that are craving for good customer service. They're craving for good support, and they're not seeing it in places. And I think we have to ask ourselves, why is that the case? Because every business, every organization, every uh, group, you know, is putting out there that they're going to make people uh, feel a certain way when they come to their business or visit Uh, whatever service they provide, but yet so often what's on the vision statement or what is listed as a value doesn't actually translate into reality. And I believe that the reason this is the case because it is against our human nature to naturally be hospitable. Now, there are people who are higher naturally uh, at, at being hospitable than others. However, it's against our human nature to be hospitable because what does hospitality take? It takes us to be others oriented and not just self-focused. And if you listen to our first episode, we know that in humility, you're putting the interests of other people above your own. And this is really where hospitality comes from, is it's this orientation towards others and not looking just to your own interests. And so that's why hospitality is so rare and why it's important to talk about, because we have to constantly fight for it. People who are hospitable leaders, businesses that are hospi- that demonstrate a high level of hospitality on a regular basis, they fight for it because they know that it doesn't come naturally. And so I want to finish today in, in kind of talking through three key principles surrounding hospitality. And the first is this, is the host versus guest mentality. This principle of being a host instead of of a guest. And so people who are hospitable have a host mindset. And so guests are more reactive and passive in nature. And that's not a bad thing. When you are a guest somewhere, you are waiting to be hosted, where a host is more of someone who takes proactive or who is more proactive in nature. And there's somebody that takes initiative. They take initiative and they're proactive. A guest is more reactive and passive. But if you want to be a person who is hospitable, you're going to take the initiative and you're going to be proactive. The, the, a guest focuses on differences, but a host focuses on similarities. So if this, how does that practically play itself out? If you walk into a room, you're not thinking about, if you're a high hospitality quotient person, you're not thinking about, man, what are all the differences? How do I fit in here? You're thinking about, man, how can I make a Others feel welcome and wanted in this space. And you're focusing on the similarities that you may have and not the differences. Guests look to be served while hosts look to serve others. Again, this goes back to episode one and dealing with humility. When we're humble and others-oriented, it makes people recognize that we care about them. And we're going to be able to get more done. We're going to be more effective as leaders when we show that we care. A guest puts others on edge, but a host puts others at ease. And I think this is one of the most important things. I mean, forget just leadership, but in all of life, you want to be somebody who puts other people at ease. You don't want people walking on eggshells around you. You want to be somebody that puts other people at ease. At least for me personally, man, this is something that I long to be like and to strive is to be someone that puts others at ease because I want them to know their value and their worth. So practically speaking, how does this host my 
mindset play itself out. Let's give this example. If I were to walk into a store, any store that exists, you know, out there, your local supermarket or wherever, whatever chain of grocery stores or wherever it may be, someone who is a host, right? If you walked up to them, you walked up and you asked a worker where an item was located. If they had a host mindset, they're going to walk you to where it is, where a guest is just going to point you in that direction and leave it for you to figure out. But someone who has a high level of hospitality, who's a host, is going to walk you to that place and show you where it is. We want to be hosts, not just guests. That's the host versus guest principle. And the second principle that we want to cover today in terms of hospitality is the ABCD principle. And this is one of my favorite things to talk about in terms of hospitality, leadership, connecting with others. If you want to win friends and influence people, I love this ABCD principle. And what do I mean by that? And I got to I got to give credit where it's due. This is something that I learned from Danny Meyer. Danny Meyer is the founder of Union Square Hospitality Group. He uh, uh, was the founder of Gramercy Tavern, which is one of the most popular restaurants in New York City and Shake Shack. And he developed this ABCD principle, or at least, at least coined it. And he says, always be collecting dots. There's the ABCD so that you can always be connecting dots. Always be collecting dots so you can always be connecting dots. What does this mean? It means that you're on the lookout. When you meet people, you're trying to figure out, man, what information can I gather about them so that I can help them to have a better experience, so that I can connect them with other people? I'm collecting those dots, collecting that information so that I can deepen connections with them and help them to meet other people. Always be collecting dots so you can always be connecting dots. Let's give, give this example. Say you have John Doe and you, you meet John Doe and part of your job is to connect individuals with other individuals, whether it's in your company, your business, or your organization. You meet John Doe. And I'll give you a, an example from Missouri where uh, I reside. Maybe John, you find out he is a Chiefs fan. He's a huge Kansas City Chiefs fan. Because you're collecting that information and you're collecting information about other people as well. Maybe you know Reggie, who is a diehard Chiefs fan as well, grew up in Kansas City. So you are going to take John and you're going to introduce him to Reggie, knowing that they have something immediately that they can connect on. Maybe you just made a new hire in your organization and this woman has children at home who are children of her own and they're attending a daycare. They just moved to this to the area and you know other people, another family, and their children attend that same daycare. You're going to connect those families. Why? Because it helps to deepen that relationship. It shows your employees, the people you're around, uh, who you're involved with, that you care more because you're collecting information about them. And in that, you're saying, hey, you matter and I care about what's going on in your life. You're doing that to connect them with other people, but also so that you can better serve them. If you're in an industry or an organization where you're meeting the needs of people, you want to know what are their needs, what are their interests, so that you can better serve them. This is the ABCD principle. You're always collecting dots so you can always be connecting dots. And the last principle I want to talk about is this, and this is what I would call the food coloring principle. So 
stick with me for a second. If I had a glass of water here and I took a drop of food coloring and put it in that water, it's going to spread and permeate throughout that entire glass and it's going to change the color. And that's the same as when someone walks into your business or your place of work or has an interaction with you, your level of hospitality is coloring the picture. And it only takes a little bit, one drop, right, to either paint a positive picture or a negative picture. And that's why we have to fight to be hospitable because that changes people's experience. Let me give you another example from my own personal experience that I've had. I, I, uh, my wife and I and, and our kids, we went to a local restaurant and went through the drive-through the other day. And as we went up to the first window, there was a young man there working and he asked us how our day was going. He was asking us what we were out and uh, what we were out doing and just was real warm, real friendly. And I would say with someone who had a high level of hospitality, we pulled up to the next window and they had actually, he had actually ring up our order completely wrong and we had to make some adjustments, but I wasn't that frustrated because he had been so kind at the forefront. So I had some grace and some forgiveness towards him. However, I'll give you another picture of I went to another local food chain and as I walked in and gave my order, a young woman took my order and she had an AirPod in her ear and uh, I, it, you know she wasn't warm and welcoming. There was no smile. She didn't ask me how I was doing. And so there felt like there was a disconnect there. And what happened is as I gave my order, then when they called it out later, they actually got my order wrong. They actually got my order wrong. Now, this is the same exact experience that I had at the other place. However, because there was a lack of hospitality, it completely changed the outlook of what had happened. It completely colored the picture in a different way. One area I had a really bad, oper- a bad experience, a place that I don't want to repeat and go to and experience again. But the other one, because there was a high level of hospitality, I'm like, hey, I have some grace and forgiveness towards that. Now, hospitality isn't something we do because it covers our mistakes. Hospitality is something we do uh, because we want the experience to be as excellent as possible. However, there will be times where we mess up, we make mistakes, and hospitality helps to paint a picture that we do care. This is the food coloring principle, as I would call it, in terms of hospitality. So naturally, we have to ask ourselves the question is, how do we apply this to our lives? How do we apply this in our families, our fr- with our friends, in our sphere of influence, the places that we work, and, most of, and, and, and really importantly is the places that we lead? How can we demonstrate hospitality? I want you to do two things and just kind of apply this in your setting. The first thing I want you to do is next time you walk into a room, you walk into a business, a restaurant, uh, anywhere that it may be, I want you to walk into the room and I want you to take uh, an inventory of what is this hospitality experience like? What are they communicating to me through this space? Is there music on? Does it feel dead? Was I greeted? You know, is the place clean? Is it in order? Walk into the room and ask yourself, what is being communicated towards me? And then the second thing I would ask you to do is walk into a room and look at how can you add value to this space? What would it change if you said, hey, I'm going to be a high hospitality quotient person. I'm going to be somebody that invests in other people, that asks them how they're doing. I'm going to try and make everyone experience in here better. Walk into a room and see if it doesn't change your mindset. And lastly, what I would challenge you to do is to take an honest evaluation of yourself. So for me, one of the things that I realized as I looked at my own leadership is that I'm very extroverted in nature. So when I'm in a large group setting, I want to talk to as many people as possible. Part of my desire to do that is to be collecting dots so I can be connecting dots. I love connecting people. However, what I notice is that I really 
how to struggle with staying in one-on-one conversations. I would look away from people. I wouldn't keep eye contact, and I felt fidgety, like they could tell I was wanting to move to the next conversation. And sometimes I am wanting to do that because of the way that I'm wired. However, I had to learn and had to train myself to stay focused on the conversation that I am. I'm not perfect at it. I'm not great at it. But through honest evaluation, I recognized that that was something I was lacking in terms of hospitality. And that's what what my challenge to you is as well, is evaluate yourself. Next time you walk into a room, say, how can I make this better? Evaluate what's going on in the environment. What is a place communicating? Maybe you even need to look at that for your own organization as well. But here's the deal. When you demonstrate a high level of hospitality, warmth, kindness, showing people you care, you're going to be more effective in your leadership and you're going to get more done in the long run. That's why we want to develop the art of hospitality in our own personal leadership. And from our own personal leadership, it will leak to the others around us. So thanks for being here today. And we will catch you all next time on the Better Leader Podcast.